Right. Hello and welcome to In My Healings, one of the only shows dedicated to helping you get out your feelings and into your healing. We're your the Black Kings, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the impact our fathers had or haven't had in our lives, how their role has impacted and shaped us into the man that we are today, and what it means to be a, a father in this new generation, as well as what we hope to teach our kids and the kids that will come in the near future for the ones that don't have kids. So please kick back, put on your AirPods, turn your volumes up, grab a snack and a cold one. Stay tuned to the show. You don't want to miss out. Now, before we start, I just want to say, we've been on a little hiatus. It's glad to have y'all back. My brother's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's about to be a live show, man. It's about to be good. So let's kick back. Rod, tell me, how how has your father impacted your life? Um, just always, you know, been around. Um, you know, you know when he uh, never counted most of just uh, whether it be uh, sporting events, um, you know, bonding like. Um, we watch, you know, if it wasn't taking me to a basketball game, it was watching basketball, football, you know. Um, never missed a birthday without Phil. Always did something. Um, and just, uh, like, even uh, my most recent uh, visit back home, you know, did it up. Did like a grill, like a surprise night. I didn't expect nothing like that, but just, you know, um, really highlighting, uh, you know, making me feel, I guess, you know, valued, and you know, just always being there. Uh, and you know, he, just, 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 yeah, just, just being around and just seeing, you know, treat my mom good. They've been together for almost fifty years. So, um, if there's anything to learn from that man, it's you know. Uh, where stick to itiveness, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody has a little rough patches, uh, but this was prior to me, so, you know, but uh, in my eyes, I ain't, I never seen, uh, I never seen anything that impacted me to think otherwise. I mean, he's perfect. In my eyes, he's perfect example, you know, of, uh, you know, what a father, you know, should be and, you know, is to me. And, you know, blessing is still, you know, have him around. Um, you know, even from our distance right now, being being Atlanta, you know, being back home, we still touch base, you know, still, it's, it's, it's never a void. You know, so that, that, meant, that means a lot to me. I ain't gonna tell. I ain't gonna tell everybody where you went, but please tell us how was your trip, man. No, I, I'm glad to tell them, man. I went to uh, you know, Philly and uh, to New York. Uh, New York is literally like two hour bus ride or car ride, heavy. Um, we sit conveniently. New York is uh, two and some change north of us. DC is like two and a half south of us. 
So, you know, coming up, I always found myself going there just you know, as a kid, just to get away, took a little day trip. You plan it right, you could hit all three in one day. But, um, you know, uh, good being back there. I haven't been there in years, man. Uh, progressive city. Uh, the freaking air quality is terrible out there. Pollutants and allergies, all that shit is real. I took a Zyrtec thinking, you know, and a lead D thinking it was me. No, it was just the air. It's like the elderberry. All that shit, thinking something was up with me. I said, nah, not this again. <laughs> but nah, um, beautiful city, highly recommend. Everybody, you know, go there. Uh, it's my lady's first time, so it's good to bring it in, you know, together. Um, and uh, it was just a good, you know, homecoming. I always like to be around, you know, my, my folk, you know, around love, you know what I'm saying? Bringing in my birthday. And uh, it was just good to see a lot of people, you know, pull up on, like, I just, you know, my band, my band, the family is, you know, it's about five of us. But, you know, it's an extension with our families and stuff like that. Um, almost like 10, 30 people pulled up on me unexpected. So it was, the love is overwhelming, man. And um, yeah, that was, that was coming back to you know and it's uh you know there's moments like that you know it's reflective upon the person you are you know what i'm saying um people you know ride with you a long way you know you'll, you'll notice it and uh you know this is me being a cancer uh stuff like that really is magnified you know people we we, we like to think we can uh you know, block people out or don't affect us, but it does. I mean, we, we get better as we get older and stuff like that. But, you know, people, especially solid people, that's, that's you know, people you don't want to cut off, not never. You know what I mean? You're always going to need somebody, some kind of help along the way. So, you know, I definitely stay glued to the people who stay glued to me. What's good, man? It's good to have you back, yo. Yo, speaking of going out of town, my brother knows, you know what I'm saying? My man went down there to Florida, you know what I'm saying? He had his toes all out. And, and, and the icy socks. So yo, don't icy socks, yo. The icy socks with the kicks to go with it, man. Come on, man. Not game, stupid. Yo, what yeah, the Nah, they ain't gonna do it. I was about to say that's weird. I, I was about to ask kind of socks yeah. you got on here. <laughs> No, no, no. I know we all gonna have different perspectives of, of you know what I'm saying, how our fathers impacted us if they was there. Brother Node, man. Please, please tell us. How has your father either impacted or not impacted you your life? Oh, I had no daddy. Oh, that's cool. That's it. <laughs> please tell us with that's, that. that's all she wrote. Uh, so, so personally, uh, growing up without a father or a dad, whatever title you prefer, um, has its uh, challenges in a way. Some people can deal with it with ease. Most men can deal with it in an unconscious way with ease. But me consciously being aware of that, 
uh, it tormented me when I was a child, when I was a, uh, an emotional child. Um, not seeing a representation of myself in classrooms, outside of classrooms, uh, not at parks or anything like that kind of put me in a detrimental situation mentally. So, you know, some days I will go, you know, I will go to bed crying or, you know, especially birthdays or holidays like Father's Day and stuff like that would be frustrated. Now I had representations of fathers, mentorship, uncles, older, you know, older cousins, cousins, uh, friends of cousins and whatnot that mentored me up. But that's, that's only a small nugget or a fraction of a feeling that you get when it's, uh, when, when you're looking for someone to be uh, sensationalized as a father. Um, anybody, they say anybody can be a dad or anybody can be a father. Um, they say it takes a real man, but, you know, internally, you know, as a child, you just want that real essential being that is part of you uh, in your life. For me personally, it's not for everybody, it's just for me personally. So, um, growing up like that, it was tough. And growing up, growing up like that with a father that lived that lived only a few moments down the street and didn't want to spend time with his child, uh, you know, really does something to a young boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, it, it was deep. But as I got older, I learned that I shouldn't mock those same characteristics when I had my own children. Um, as we all know, my children don't live with me, but I have them majority of the time, even in the, even in the moments of them not living with me either. If I'm not with them, I'm calling them, I'm checking on them and seeing how their day is. I'm making sure that they all right send them money for well care, like, you know, like the essential needs that they need. And I also, you know, make sure that I'm spending time with them. My father has never really been that representation for me, so I don't want to be the reflection of him. So I find it, I don't find it as difficult. I find it challenging for the fact that they don't live with me. But I always make it a, a, a necessary thing a game to always up one my father you know so yeah man that's how he molded me he molded me to be someone that was conscious of if i had children to be aware of their children and show love to their children invest time in their children because the last thing i need is an habitual curse to to inflict us all you know what i'm saying no matter if it's mom or dad. I mean, there's some there's some deadbeat moms out there too. So I don't want their in my children's eyes, I don't want them to see a poor representation of someone taking care of them. And then in reflection, if something happened to their kids, they do something in response to how I how I treated them. So I do what I can do. The line of work that we do, we see it we see it a lot. You know what I'm saying? We it's a lack of fathers or you know what I'm saying? The mother's not allowing the fathers to be in the picture. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like 
the generation that's growing up now. Do you feel like that's the that's an issue or a problem? The father's not being being in the picture. And how does that how does issue, that affect one? The father being in the picture or not being in the picture? Not being in the picture. Like how do you uh, how do you overcome that? Because I think I feel like it's a it's a mindset. I mean, it is a mindset. I mean, there's not much you can really say about this. Just that every day, really, I mean, when you when you dealing with uh, fatherless homes, you're dealing with uh, sensitivity at this point. Kids, huh? What'd you say, Clint? I ain't said anything. I was listening. Okay, then. Yeah, my fault, then. Uh, you de- you're just dealing with another level of sensitivity that's been elevated, like been heightened. You know, when when I was growing up, I was real, you know, I was real angry. You know what I'm saying? I was real frustrated and I was real mad about certain things that I can, couldn't have or I couldn't explore or I couldn't experience. Uh, that essential being that needed to be there to actually funnel me through certain situations that I needed at that time. Kids growing up nowadays, we growing up with social media right now, so you know everything is a representation of what they want it to be. So at this point, it's like if you don't have a father now, you know somebody or something is going to be in replacement of that of that of that representation, and it's going to cause more of a mental breakdown. You see, all these kids right now either are highly feminine, especially the boys, highly feminine, and uh highly immature and the reason why they are is because there's no there's no there's no you know equal type of balance in the household there's no sense of uh there's no sense of feminine and masculine energy running through the household to teach you both ends you're only learning one end and it's making it more challenging for the man to be a man or the boy to be a so it's just it's it's and that's just off of my opinion. This ain't no scientific fact or anything. So I don't want nobody saying that it is. Right? What I'm just simply saying from my perspective, I believe that the more we grow up with our fathers, the more mental issues we have, the more in, mental instabilities we have, the more psychological damage we create, and the more trauma that you pursue or produce to the child, not from this generation, but the next generation and the next generation follow, because it can be embedded. And that's an issue to me. So as kids growing up now, I mean, we're just seeing a lot more drama. We're seeing a lot more trauma. And we're just seeing a lot more capable men being incapable. That's just it. My brother CJ, the spotlight on you, my brother. How has your father either have or have not impacted your life? Yo, is that a voodoo hat? That's a what? Is that a voodoo hat? No, that's it's an Emory University hat. Um, oh, okay, okay. okay. My, my mom worked at Emory for like twenty years, twenty five years, and they have like this little. This is like one of their unofficial mascots. Like it's yeah, yeah. Old it's very I thought that was the the voodoo symbol from um you know New Orleans. I think they got a team up there called Voodoo or something like that. I thought that yeah, they, they do. That's they, a dope hat though. They arena football team. I know what you're talking about. No, but um. My father, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like Rob in this situation because I heard the telling of what Rob was talking about by having his father. Like I've I've never looked up to any other man or wanted to be any other man in my life or viewed any other man as a role model except for my father. 
But I only had him for 13 years of my life, though, too. So the dichotomy with that is when I had him, I felt like he knew he wasn't going to be here long because he was, like, born, like, he literally was born, like, towards the tail end of the Second World War. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um... So when I had him, he was pouring all these lessons into me, and and he was a blue—he was just a blue-collar worker, man. Like, and he handled business, but he—that's a story I tell all the time about. Um, he taught me tolerance. Um, I was going to a barbershop, Al's barbershop. If y'all know know of that off of Gresham. Yeah. Al was his best friend. And his son have his son was gay and he had HIV, and we um he cut hair too. He was cutting hair too, and as a kid you don't know any different. So I'm like, ugh, that is anybody who touch me and cut my hair and do none of that. You just being ignorant. So he looked at me and he was like, all right, cool, move. Sat in his chair, had a whole conversation with him, and he was like, I'm not sick, I'm not dying, am I? I'm getting my hair cut by him, and I was like, no. He was like, don't. He like in that barbershop, he was just basically telling me like, hey. Get to know somebody before you judge judge them who they are, not how they live their life or what ailment they're dealing with. Lessons like that he would teach me all the time that I still carry with me to this day. So having him, like Noble said, it's important to have that. I didn't have him long, but I still carried him. He's been dead for what twenty years now, over twenty years. I still carry those lessons, so it's impacted me greatly. Like everything I do. I used to want to live for him, and now I want to live for myself. And an, another lesson I noticed with him is he lived his life for him and took care of everything he needed to take care of and stood as a man in that and was a man in in whole. Like, just as tough as he was. Because he was a big dude. He's actually, uh, when I first met you, know, you, 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 with with the exception of maybe three inches. My father was three inches taller than you, but he was as big as you was. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was a big, big guy. But just as he showed toughness, he also showed me what it is to be, I don't want to say sensitive or vulnerable and show emotion and be there and be open. So it impacted me greatly. I'm able to open up to people I love and I care about because he is, he is the same way too. But if I don't know you too much, I'm not about to tell you too much of anything. Right. So having having that, having him was important. And he was, he was kind of, my father dealt with the same shit Noble dealt with actually. My, my grandfather left them when he was six years old. Showed back up when my father was maybe 35 years old, came back because he needed a kidney. Mm. And he lived maybe, he lived maybe 20 minutes in the next town from from my father and, and his brothers and sisters. So he, he didn't have a father. So his thing was, like Noble, his thing was, hey, you just showed me everything I don't want to be. So when I have kids for myself, I'm going to be as present as I can. Because it came to a point we didn't live with my father, like, from six until he died. I didn't I, I didn't stay in the same house with him. He was present. 
So my my thing is there's he taught me there's never any excuse for anything at all. Like if you don't like something, fix it. And that's how I live my life. So having him was vitally important. And it the lessons that were taught and just his presence alone still carries me and probably carried me to the day I die. I gotta ask. I'm nosy. I gotta ask. It sounds like your dad really stood on, you know what I'm saying, his principles and what he believed in. He, he instilled a lot in you. Did he give his kidney to his dad? Hell no. That, 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 he, he was, <laughs> again, Noble kind of remind, <laughs> kind of remind me of a daddy. Because Noble, guess what he yeah, said right. to him? He ain't getting shit from me. <laughs> he told him, he said, he was like, no, I'm good. Everybody said, he said, no, I'm good. He was like, what you mean you good? He said, when we needed you, you weren't here. So now that you need a kidney, I ain't here. Wow. That's cold blooded. Wow. That's my ego. Yeah, that's messed up. I feel it though. You know what I'm saying? I would have did the same thing. I don't know if I would have did the same thing because uh, uh, I, I ain't cold blooded like my, my daddy. But uh, uh, that's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd at least hold on. At this, point, at this point, you're a stranger. At this point, you're a stranger. I don't even know you. I'll give a stranger my kidney before I get that Negro a kidney. <laughs> I ain't playing with you. This, this is how real it is for me. This is how much emotional damage I, I had experienced. Like, I had women problems because of this man, because he wasn't there to actually nurture me in certain ways that, that could have guided me into certain, uh, you know, prepubescent type of uh, 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 emotional levels in a way for the lack of words so you know i had to i had to learn how to deal with certain people in a way that it was immature and i had to learn maturity at a later age and i don't think that's right but let me put you on this though this man like i said he lived right down the street from me and i played with his kids they were my best friends and I would be up in his house, and he never told me that he was my dad. That's how real it was for me. And I've been doing that for almost six years before my mom decided to move. And then I found out later in my in my uh, teen years that those those friends, my best friends, were my brothers and sisters. So that's that's that devastated me. You know what I'm saying? These these people that uh that you know, I called close to me, didn't even tell me what was going on. Now, granted, the the, the, the friends that I, my, my brothers and sisters, they were unaware too. Because later in the years, I think like two years ago, I finally relinked back with those same people, which is my brother, well, my brother primarily. And we chopped it up like a day hasn't even passed. So he told me all the, uh, all the spooky stories about his dad and all the nightmares. But... This is how, that's how damaging it is for, for, for uh, me and for people that may experience something like that. How dare you do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm there right there and you can't even say hi to me. That was crazy. So just not having a father, just having a father, just having a father that don't beat you, just having a father that shows you love, just having a father that, that knows when it's the right time to speak to you about certain things or particular things. It's a blessing because I had to learn all of my hustle, all of my game from women. 
And that does a lot to me. Now, I, now, what I'm saying, I'm not no, you know, I ain't change up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't change up. <laughs> like, there would be words that I would say that were a feminine talk. And that was a problem for me. I've been raised by aunties, uh, uh, my mother. I've been raised by older cousins that were female. I've been raised by nothing but women. Just imagine how surprising it was to not find out that the boy right here is still straight heterosexual. <laughs> There's a lot going on, bro. And I was talking like, uh, you know, I was saying, I was saying uh, boo-boo and all this mess when I was younger. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like nobody taught me this. I ain't gonna be saying that. So you just gonna let me say it. <laughs> like, I'm just like, so those are the things I'm saying. The masculine energy is like imbalanced. Like I'm, you're supposed to teach me. My father was supposed to be there to, to guide me in certain ways. That's all I'm saying. No, I understand no, that. I feel that. Like I, I would, I end up being raised majority by women too. So, yeah, it, it has an effect because when I was younger too, and I would get mad, and <laughs> this is not to beat up on women, but you know how emotional women get when they get upset, and how they respond, and how they react, and how they shut down. I would respond the same way i will respond the same way just like my sisters would about things or if i was dealing with stress or pressure i would respond the same way and i feel you on that where you wish you had a man to guide you to be like all right there's no reason to to act this way there's no reason to respond this way as a man this is there's a call me old school um, there's a there's a way a man is proposed to respond to stuff. Like when my bat's back is against the wall, when our bats are against the wall as men, we're supposed to remain as calm as possible in that situation and think shit through, then respond. Like as a man, now I get in my previous marriage, I would get she would get mad because I wouldn't like panic. We ran into an issue, I was like, all right, there's no reason for us to cry about this or worry about this we just need to figure out what our next steps so we can get through this right and i've noticed that is a that's a woman's trait a woman's gonna verbalize how she's feeling and what's going on and oh lord jesus i don't know what to do it no no so and i would do that as a child like everything is just wrong mama i know stop crying not saying men can't cry Stop crying and see this shit through. Damn, bro, you just want to Emmy with that. Not an Emmy. Hey, cat before it goes to y'all still. <laughs> CJ and them. <laughs> well, Nova's right. You need, you need, you need. We both, we are both man and woman. Whether you want to accept that or not, it took those two to create us. So you need you need to be soft enough. Like if you have daughters, you need to be soft enough and sensitive enough to be able to relate to them and be there for them and care for them. But you also need to be tough enough to provide and take care of your family and also defend your family. Right. Don't no woman want no soft ass man. Period. And I agree with that. You know. So. Uh... My first relationship, well, my uh, before my marriage, 
my first relationship with a a woman, uh, I found myself always being the one that was being irrational, not thinking stuff through, and uh, always afraid to actually push the envelope in a way. And she always would say, and that would tick me off because I'm like, dang, I, I, cause she was right. Like I would be, she was like, you need to stop being, this was harsh. She didn't say it. I should, never mind. But <laughs> what you gonna say? Punch in the throat. Right, yeah. <laughs> she would always say, stop being a pussy. She would always say, stop being a pussy and man up. And I took offense to that. Like, dearly, like every time she would say that, we get into a catastrophic argument. But when I reflect on it, it's like the actions that I was taking were completely irrational and uncalled for, and I wasn't thinking it through. And I'm not saying that my father needed me, I needed my father there to be a guidance through everything, but good God, it would have been nice to actually see what a reasonable man did in actions that were so heavy. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn that in a different scope. My mom, she was very, you know, I mean, she was reasonable, but she was irrational sometimes. And she had high anxiety. I learned all those traits from her. So when a woman tells you that, that's 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 wanting you to be the secure blanket, you know what I'm saying? Wanting you to be the armor and you keep breaking down and brittling then you know it, it it causes it causes further frustration and insecurity and non you know being untrustworthy so i mean i got it and i understood it and i just reflected on it and pushed forward but a father would definitely be a key role in those type in those in those representations or those explanations most definitely no but let me ask you a question the lack of having a father how is that How has that affected your, your, your parenting style now? My parenting style? Oh, man. Uh, when I first started off, I was far too aggressive. Um, you know, most, well, they say most men, they say most men that uh, have never had a father, like they have kids, especially with little girls, they, they come off too strong. Um I came off way too strong. I didn't know. Like, the moment they cry, I'd get, like, really volatile. I'd be like, shut your ass up. I'd be cussing at my kids. And it took therapy to fix them. And that, and mind you, these are infants, my G. <laughs> 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 right, these are infants. Like, they are crying like crazy. And I'd be like, shut the fuck, you know, just going off. And I'm like, Bro, something is wrong with me. <laughs> they just crying because they need something, and I'm not giving it to them. I don't know what it is, but they pissing me off. They about to get thrown off this roof. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to go see therapy, bro. So when I went to go seek therapy, and actually, therapy is effective, bro. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care if you feel normal or if you're if you are or if you're not normal. Therapy will help you in ways that you think it won't because they're not necessarily trying to uh, get you cured. They're just trying to get you to the problem and actually resolve it yourself. And that helped me in a significant way because there's certain things that I did not see. And I'm like, dang, I am, I am disrespectful to my, my infant kid. <laughs> what, what was that pivotal? What was that? Cause I, I, man, look, being a, being a single father, I, I dealt with the same thing. It's, it's, 
I had a father figure, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, my, my father imputed a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was, I looked up to my father. He still, you know what I'm saying? He, he tried to instill a lot of things, but of course, when you're young, you're not really Listen. grasping those things. But it's not until you get to the real world and you start having kids and you start having bills right. and you start having problems, you start having issues. It's not until then, until you realize the things that they try to impute into you. It's like, okay, now it's clicking. So I had those same issues. The weight of the world was on my shoulders, and I didn't know how to handle that. So it's like, you being a single father, you got a kid. You you pressing your issues out on your kid, and that's 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 a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, what was that? What was that turning point for you to actually go out and say, you know what? I need therapy, or I. I, you know what I'm saying? I need to I need to deal with my past in order for me to move forward so I can be an effective father for my kids. What was that what? that turning point? What what was that? That turning point was like I said, I was getting therapy. But at this point, at this time, my kids, uh my kid Tatiana, I'll never forget this. She was two years old. And she could barely speak, but she was speaking. She spoke something to me. And you know, I just came from therapy and I was like, this this therapy joint, like this person that I was talking to at the time because I had to switch therapists because the other one moved away or whatever. She she was just not helpful. Like I felt like she wasn't getting me. And one day I had to pick up Tatiana and Camille. Camille was asleep. Those are the twins, and, you know. I had to pick up Tatiana and Camille from school. And I was getting so frustrated because they going, Tatiana kept kicking the back of my seat. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you don't stop. we're going to have a problem. And she would not stop kicking it. And she was just throwing a tantrum. And I said, I said, Tati, I'm going to pop you in your mouth. And Tati said, Daddy, why do you hate me? Yeah. That's deep. That's yep. deep. At that point, I just shut up. I shut uh, up. I shut up badly. I cried. Because I don't hate my kids. I just don't know how to deal with them. And when she said that, man, that made me, like, break. She was like, she really, like, she looked at me all genuinely, like, saying, like, Dad, why do you hate me so much? How old was this? Dude, she was two. Man. That's deep. That's deep. For her to even say something like that, that's deep. Yeah. I was like, I heard that crystal clear. I heard that crystal clear. This mug can barely talk. (laughs) Daddy, why do you hate me? That's what she said. Wow. And then she looked at me and she, I was crying and here she go crying because I'm crying. I'm like, oh man. I said, I need, I need some big time help. This ain't working. And then, at that point, the next following day, I decided to just reflect on what I say before I actually say it, because I'm not trying to be this evil person. I'm not trying to be this damaging dad. I'm not trying to be this this heartbroken father that didn't have a father. I'm not trying to be that person for them in reflection of that. I want to be the best that I can. So, you know, I'm only giving you what I know at this point. And I don't know how, I didn't know how at that time to be sensitive. All I knew was aggression. All I knew was anxiety. All I knew was frustration and depression. That's all I knew at that time. 
and there was a lot going on in my life at that time to the point where now I got these kids, it's, it's just too much and it's overwhelming. That's when I realized when she said that, I was like, no matter what goes on in my life, I can't take it out on my kids because it, it may be indirect, but it's still directly hurting them. It's like still internalizing with them. It's still building up trauma. So I said to myself, I won't be doing that no more. Now, do I get sarcastic from time to time, player? I kind of do. I They be like, Daddy, you so sarcastic. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. No, nah, them girls is different. They'll push you. Sometimes they, they want to hear you say, I'm going to pop you in the body. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, I don't say that no more. <laughs> Yeah, I, I said, I said, I said, that, 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 that was one time now. Now, Ivy, she pushed me now. She rolled in. How dare this little girl roll out the window? Oh, fucking her seatbelt. Put her head out the window while I'm driving. Oh, no. I had to, I had to go off. I had to go where's off. Where'd she get that from? That's not like something you would do. That's something I did do, actually, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, my mom said that. I got, you know, I, I just don't, don't worry about all that. I got in trouble. That's all <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I don't mean to be long winded because I don't, no, I don't ahead, want man. To, you know, no, we need to hear that, my brother. Listen, we need but, to hear that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that, you know, as a father growing up with girls, daughters, um, I'm not saying that you should, as a man, should be overly sensitive about having daughters. You shouldn't necessarily coddle them in a way, but you should never ever be aggressive towards them. And I think uh, I learned that throughout their years, like at the age of two, when you hear that, you come to an understanding that, you know, these are little girls, even if it's little boys, it doesn't matter. These are little girls, I have to move differently. You know what I'm saying? Not significantly different because I want my daughters to literally have tough skin. Because I don't trust no man out here. <laughs> I don't trust no man out here. So uh-huh. when they when they get older and they fall in lines with a, a man, I want them to have some type of understanding of who they're stepping into, what they're stepping into. Excuse me. And Tatiana, Camille, and Ivy, they ain't nothing to play with. If you if you want them, then they're going to show you what they want or what they desire versus how uh, they can be trapped. I don't want them trapped. Not emotionally and not physically. That's that's not what I want. So I have to be my best self in front of them so they could watch out or look out for the best representation of what may be even better than me. So, I mean, it is what it is. That's all I care for. You know what I'm saying? Shut them to be successful. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want them to have love just like everybody else, but in the right way. That's all. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you for going through that journey, man. Not everybody, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, seeks therapy. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody doesn't know when to seek therapy. And and just being a single father, like you said, man, them girls is different, yo. They'll teach you a lot. And when you think they're not listening, when you think they don't, you know what I'm saying, they, they it's just different. Just totally different. All they right. want. All they want from you is time, love, and they're going to get it. If you don't show them attention, they're going to reach out and they're going to get it. Yeah. But like you said, the yeah. same thing, I had to realize that 
the man that, that I want to be and the man that I'm becoming and the man that I am now, in order for my daughter to understand further when, when she starts dating and when she starts getting a relationship, when she gets married, in order for her to understand what she deserves and what she wants, I had to be able to impute that in her myself. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, right, so right. You, you, you literally said a mouthful. You literally said a mouthful. Mm-hmm. I commend you, my brother. I really do. I appreciate y'all, man. I mean, y'all definitely, like I said, y'all, y'all definitely had your fathers in your lives. And it's it's a blessing to see that because, I mean, let's just be real. Like, fathers are there, but, you know, sometimes they're just there when the wind blows. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not necessarily there 100% of the time. Yeah, all three of y'all, y'all had y'all father at least, if not majority of the time. And it's amazing to see that. You know what I'm saying? Most black households, I mean, believe it or not, do have some type of representation. It's just not the representation that is recommended. You know, I, in, in my personal opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all growing up with the right fathers. Y'all growing up with fathers that instilled something in you. Not no abusive father, no signs of, of, of mental trauma when it comes to your, your fathers. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing to see, man. So that let me know what path y'all have set yourselves on. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have some type of representation. Now, if he was there to inflict that example, that's one thing. And I'm sure he would. But it's, it's beautiful to see that from all three of y'all. It really is. So I commend that. I commend your fathers, really, because y'all wouldn't turn out the way y'all are now if it wasn't for them. Yeah, my my dad, man. <laughs> I get emotional talking about talking about him because the things I play back and I realize he did. Then my older sister's my mother's child biologically. But I remember one day I told my mom, I found that out. I found it out. I was like eight years old. And I said, so that means you're leaving out my sister, right? He lost it. And that means she ain't your daughter. He lost his mind. Like, he cussed me out. And then when he calmed down, he was like, um, he was like, I'm raising her, right? She's underneath my household. She's taking on my name. That's my daughter and that's your sister. Mm. And you can't tell her any different. You couldn't tell her any different. He even my aunt, her husband, and he took he took all three of my cousins in and raised them. Oh wow! Like he was he was raising my cousins along with us and making sure they had a father figure. So I, I do realize that I'm blessed to have that because when I hear stories of like absentee fathers, like sometimes it doesn't compute because I'm like that's not the example that I had. And I try not to come off as braggadocious about it. And anytime I do hear those stories, I'm just always appreciative. Like, all right, he, not only was he gave, not only did he give me his name, but he gave me everything he could in his twilight years to help me get further in life. So yeah, it's wow. fathers, fathers are extremely important and it's not a day go by that I don't think about him. You know what's funny? When y'all when y'all say my name at work, I go by CJ for a reason. I go by CJ because that's me. that's me, and I'm not my father. But anytime I hear y'all say my name at work, I it take me a minute to it takes a minute for it to register. 
because I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking about my father every time y'all say it. Every time y'all say Clarence, I literally think about my father. Mm. And I had to look for a second about oh oh damn Cam talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh oh he talking to me. So yeah man I'm and I'm glad nobody that you you and Cam man I'm glad y'all are amazing fathers man. Like I was like, like scanning and grinning from ear to ear when I seen the pictures from your vacation over and to see oh. <laughs> yeah raising these smart beautiful independent young black women and it's just amazing like they're going to know that their father loves them and he will always be there and he believes in them because that's important that's important like you say you got fathers in the home you got some dudes that they they even living in a home but they're not present like right the woman is dominant taking care of the child and the influence she has and that's another conversation i have too because i feel like that shouldn't be happening and we said that a lot at our in our place of work too, where women are the dominant ones and leading the family. And it's like, mm, mm, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. I, I just don't agree with that. Like I need us as men to speak up more. So when I see y'all as men in y'all relationships and in y'all family with y'all children and y'all leading them, I love to see it. Like it, it, it's, it, it hits me right here when I see it. I'm like, oh man, that's beautiful. So. Right. I'm glad you said that because we, we, we live in a society where we kind of feel like, or we've been conditioned, or we've been told that we're just supposed to get the, we're supposed to be the breadwinner, and then that's it. It don't stop. When you get home, you got to be a father. You got to be present. You got to be there. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between a dad and a father. I, I saw that on Google. But there, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between a dad and a father. You know in the world, you can be a dad in the household and not be present. Man, I, I I had to deal with that myself. Like I said, the weight the weight on the world, I felt like it was on my shoulder. I didn't seek a therapist, but you know, so I kind of I kind of did my own thing. Kind of did my own therapy. I kind of went through, you know, what I'm saying the process of understanding that I could be there for my child. I could provide for my child. You know what I'm saying? But it's deeper than that. You got to have conversations. Like this new generation, and I, I'm it's it's gonna this this what I'm about to say is gonna lead into something else. But this this new generation, these girls are not playing with y'all. Fathers, men, dad, understand? These girls are not playing with you. They gonna mm -hmm. seek attention. If they don't get it from you. They gonna get it from somebody else. Please be mm -hmm. present. Right. Please be present. And that don't just go no, for the girls. Place too, they feeling it too. You see what I'm saying? When you're not present, it it it's, it it plays a part. So when you see them lashing out, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why I feel like crime is so high now. Drugs is prevalent. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we, you know, what I'm saying we're not present. Some people don't deserve kids, and that's just straight up. Mm. Some people don't have to have kids. You got to be there. You got to talk to your kids. You got to be present. And, and I'm telling y'all. These kids gonna seek attention from y'all. You just gotta pay attention. A lot of kids, they'll tell you what they want. You gotta right. be present. You gotta pay attention to that. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta pay attention to that. I mean, I agree with that. You yeah, definitely gotta learn from our past and what. I'm saying that our, our our parents made mistakes, but whatever we felt like, you know, what I'm saying was an issue with our parents as far as raising. 
you gotta you gotta you gotta change that. Like Noble said, you gotta you gotta be take from your past, right? Learn from your past. Whatever you feel like wasn't working back then and you feel like wasn't right done to you, switch that up. You gotta flip that narrative. That's true. We definitely gotta flip that narrative. Listen, we gotta be there for our kids. Education wise, you gotta be there for them. I'm talking about P I'm talking about, I'm about to be at every PTA. <laughs> every PTA me. You gonna know who I am. I'm gonna be nah, there. Nah, nah, you nah, see what I'm on, saying? Nah. Every PTA. I'm trying to be the head of PTA. <laughs> Think I'm good on that part. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know had the PTAs like that, but you know, because I don't do bake sales and all that. Don't do the muffins. Nah, get in that kitchen and make you some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I'll do partial PTs. You know what I'm saying? I'm you want to do the A? You do the PC, not the A? <laughs> I'll do a little bit. Now I've been to a few uh, PTAs. I'd be like, you know what? This ain't for me. But I will say this. I will say this, though. Even if you're not a father and you're just a uh, representation. I've said it before. I've had representations. And, you know, even though it didn't create, like, a, 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 a pack full of soil to, like, pot that void, it did help in a way. It did help in a significant way. If you're an uncle, if you're an older cousin that mentors, those are all sense of representations of something that's far greater than what's expected from fatherless children. Like, that's just what it is. Or kids with fathers, depending on the circumstances. All those things are considered uh, something important. Everybody has a role in the family. And I think the male role is far more significant. I don't, well, it's equal, but it's far more significant because we don't see it as much anymore. So I think uh, any source of masculine or or not even masculine, just male uh, presence of the, the sensation, the aura that uh, sensationalizes the household is, uh, is very imperative to the way the child thinks, processes, and, and manages their own health and their own strengths and their own weaknesses. So it's just very important if you're an uncle, um, like I said, older cousin, or you know, a good friend of the family that really genuinely loves the kids and actually wants to see them grow and be nurtured, you will be there for them. You know what I'm saying? Phone call away, you don't always have to physically be there, but it's something that's very important because it just it just shows a different side of what uh, of what responsibilities you will have in the equal realm of growing and, and getting into the world of adulthood and, and seeing what your uncles and what your cousins and what your fathers have been through as well. Like the male representation is important. It's, it's important. just important overall. It like is. It's just for girls and boys, not just boys. It is. It's important. I, I, I used to, um when I was in college in Birmingham, I ended up coaching football and basketball at the local Y. And I want to say I was down a few years ago, and I ran to some of the kids I used to coach. And, like, I was, like, I would spend if – if I wasn't in class or in football practice, I was up there spending all my time up there. And to see these kids and for them – one kid, 
One kid actually, I was here. One kid actually contacted me, called me. It was like, hey, oh, wow. Coach Clarence. And I was like, Coach Clarence. Then he, I realized who it was. He told me who he was. And I was like, oh, damn. And he was just telling me, like, man, I'm in college now, and I'm working, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And you just to hit, just to hear that. Like, it's, it's going to hit you. It's going to, you're going to feel some kind of way about it. And you like, damn, I ain't think you were paying that much attention to it. Like Noble said, right. he, they're watching that. They're paying attention to that. They're seeing that. So he was like, man, I went to college only because of, I seen that you could. Mm. You, you, it wasn't a reality for me. And I didn't think it was possible until I seen somebody who looks like me. It sounds like me doing this. So like you said, that is important. As a young man, if I could see somebody doing, doing something that I have a dream or I feel like might be an actual possibility, men and women, and you see that, you like, damn, this is this is actually attainable. So that is important. Like it is, it's, and I'm, I agree with Noble with that too, it is more important for a male to be there because a woman's going to be there regardless. Most women, I say that, most women. Most women are going to be there for their kids and they're going to steal and give everything that they can. But that's a half of a whole. Yeah. Like, they need that other half. And that other half is vital. For young ladies that have, the other half is vital because of a woman's, my sister, all my sisters end up, ended up with men who reminds them, who have traits of my father. That's that was that was really important to them. And they'd tell me about it. Like, yeah, Jamal reminds me so much of daddy in this regard and that regard. And would they have ended up with a guy that was so solid and so grounded if they didn't have an example of that? Right. So I'm a firm believer right. you, you need that. You need that. Even I can remember when my dad passed, well, years later after my dad passed, my cousin, he didn't have his father. And he was saying, man, your dad was a, a a dad to me. It was like, I'm the father I am now because of your dad. I seen how he was just present for all of us, and he gave every bit of himself to us. So it, it's it's important. Here, and it's it's more important. You can you can tell the difference between someone who has a father and a mother in a home, or just around, or some type of male influence, and who don't. Right. It's it's it's, it's clear. It's clear as day. They handle things completely different. They process things completely different. Right. I'm a firm believer in it takes a man to raise a man. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And yeah. I, I think as men, we need to really be careful on the way we carry ourselves. Like you said, other 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 young men and and, and boys, they're really looking. And when you think they're not, they picking up on stuff. You see what I'm saying? I kind of right. feel like that's why society is going in the direction that it's going. The murder rate climbing, the the crime rate is high. Who who do they have to look look to? You know what I'm saying? It's all about your environment and who you're around. And if you don't, if they don't have a father figure, they look they reaching out to the nearest man. You know what I'm saying? That they they see either on TV or or near. Them. And I say that right. to say this. I'm gonna start with Rob. What is it that your your father imputed in you, in, in you, or what is it that you want to pass on to your kids when you get some? 
Well, just, um, you know, just uh, continue nice with your uh, voice, by the way. You said what? Man, I'm just, hey, listen. It's nice to hear your voice, brother. <laughs> hey, man. I was, no, I was literally in awe of everybody and what they were saying, man. Because, you know, I'm intrigued by different perspectives. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, you know, you're advocating or talking, but when you sit back and, you know, think of like-minded intellectual people, you know, it's intriguing. Because, you know what I mean, we talk to a lot of people in our deli, and with some people, it's like, damn, like, I can't get those minutes back out of my life. Like, I ain't learned shit from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I'm just keeping it real. It's like, it's like damn. Like, damn, okay. Like minded or oh, I learned something. So these are different perspectives and I pull I like to think everybody in my life, you know what I mean? Ooh, ooh. Even if I don't talk to them, you know, on the daily, but I reach back to them and I can call them just like we left off. You know what I mean? Everybody uh, I took a little bit of something from them. You know what I mean? And you don't know that you helped mold me, help me. So my father played a, 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 you know, big instrumental part in that. But, you know, all the um, father figures, whether it be my uncles, whether it be my OGs, people, you know, I confided as as like a, an extension of family because, you know, he's a relatable person, you know, such as my father, um, or, you know, just a little bit. So I pick off, you know, little things like that. And that's why, uh, that's what helps, you know, uh, mold me into, you know, who I am today. But yeah, I, I just want to, um, you know, spread love. Um, like, you know, I want my child to know that, hey, love, taking care for. And see, in my mind, like, this is, I guess, my little. Uh, delay on having kids. I wanted to have some so bad and so bad, like anyone do the marriage route. You know, and that was this young. Uh, now was engaged at 21, but I really took a deep thought about it. I was, you know, about to go through, but I'm like, dad, you know, she was just giving me all the signs. I always kept my eyes open. I'm like, man, not that I w wasn't ready. Because, like I said, I was already engaged, but not ready for her. And more and more, I think, you know, that commitment came. The more and more she started showing me who she, that she wasn't for me. But um, I guess my issue was, was time, and I didn't want to be the baby daddy. I wanted to do it the right way, methodical, you know, marriage. So I think at this age, you know, I'm a late bloomer, if you will. But um, I just... Finally, at that stage where not even so much part of the settle down, but I get somebody who I got somebody who gets me. So I want to, you know, give that person my all, you know, my lady my all, and we take those steps together. And you know, she doesn't have any kids, and you know, she's at the point of like I feel like it's a timing thing. I met somebody on the same like uh, time, so you know, it's just. Uh, I, you know, I love that, you know, in sync uh, that we have. So, but yeah, I just want to, you know, 
or give them, you know, everything. Then my dad gave me a more because I think that's what you strive for, right? Always to be the best example. If even if your dad was good, be outdo him, you right? Know? And uh, you brothers, man, um, and you know, respectfully, Cam and uh, Noble, because you had kids. I take little pieces of what y'all, I mean, I hear y'all talk about your kid. Uh, I haven't met Noble, your daughters, but just some pictures and the way you talk about them. I know that they know that they're loved. I met uh, Miss Kai, her personality is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is Big personality. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my home deal. And, um, you know Ooh. what I mean? I just, <laughs> just laugh like that, that girl. That, I mean... They know that they love, man, and that's, that's, um, it, y'all exemplify, you know, that, that, uh, father, you know, daughter bond, and I feel like, you know, hey, I got, you know, I got your back, what I said, got mine, and I, I don't think they'll ever be, not even at the maddest moment, um, uh, that they'll ever say, you never did, and that's what, right. I, you know, want to exemplify, I want to instill. And, um, you know, so, you know, once again, I know, Cam, you get it to know, but I'm giving it to you because you need to hear it as well. So, you know, both of y'all, yeah, you know, I, I, I started to be uh, uh, half as good as y'all, you know what I mean? Obviously, oh, better, but if I'm half as good as y'all, I'm going to you know. But, uh, yeah, I did plan to have... Uh, at least one. I don't think no things happen. You know what I mean? But uh, either or, I mean, whatever I have, I just hope, hope and pray. Pray first and hope that it's healthy. Um, and right. I know that um, I could be there in that life to be a a growth to that child, you know, um, for his development and, you know, Provide them the best life, something something a little better than that. Because, I, I, you know, I like where I'm at, you know, in terms of who I've become and knowing myself. Obviously, I always want a little better in terms of, um, I guess you feel like you should be doing more. This and, and I feel like I'm on that path. So, you know what I mean? Um, prayerfully, when that child comes, you know. They'll see, you know, what a what a boss is about, what you know, what a independent, what a you know, a go getter, all that is about. So you know. Hey, listen, when when little when little Philly touch touchdown, just understand, <laughs> it's not Phil, just you, Phil. little Phil, Phil. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not it's not just you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a baby daddy, so trust me, <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone, you know what I'm saying? It takes a village. Whatever questions you have, whatever issues you have, please reach out. Hey, yeah, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out. Oh, uh, so I babysit uh, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, if you need someone to watch your kids when you're trying to go on a date, or just get your freak on, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> most them, most them. I'm gonna hold you accountable because it may be FaceTimes. Whoever, whoever friend I get at first, maybe FaceTime. Yo, what's going on? What does this mean? 
<laughs> Look, if they if they run behind the sofa and they get quiet, they taking a poop. See, I got you. Just let just let you know now. Do not be surprised. I just need y'all to be here, Cam. I know you don't sleep, so expect the twelve o'clock call. You know what I mean? So, just saying. I'm glad y'all made yourselves available in advance. I'm always available, player. I'm always available. Just let me know two weeks in advance, though. Don't play that. Damn, two weeks. Not two situation. Weeks. Oh, okay. I mean, if it's an emergency, then I'll reconsider. But I'm <laughs> if you need to go out on a vacation, let it be you only three put that PTO in. Oh, on that, on that. Okay. Now I'm talking about on the FaceTime. I need you like right now. Like, okay. okay. I got I mean, you. Just call on me, the... bro. I got you. Okay. And if I don't have an answer, I promise you I'm going to call Cam. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go next. I think um my dad used to have a saying: "You either gonna melt or you gonna barbecue." And I used to laugh because I didn't know what the fuck. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah, you gonna you gonna melt or you gonna melt that so much, but I don't know what that means. So okay, please explain. <laughs> so it took me the longest, the longest, the longest, the longest. And my dad from my sound like some shit that get old. Yeah, you either gonna you you either gonna mail you gonna barbecue. It, it rhymes, but it don't make sense. Um, what I got from that is you always gonna deal with a lot of stuff in your life. Either you gonna you gonna let it, you gonna let it like you know what I'm saying get to you, or you gonna keep it pushing, you gonna keep it moving, you gonna figure your way out of it. You see what I'm saying? Life is always gonna happen. It's what you do so you say, through those tough times. It's like the the lemons making lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. It definitely sounds like something like if, you know, your circumstances, you don't want it, you're either going to let it or allow it to rot you or, you know, you either proceed on. It's one or the other. Ah, okay. what the heck? Boy, I had a mosquito right. bite. It's almost like this. We all, we, all, we all say we want to be successful, but there's a, there's a thin line between being successful and actually doing what it takes to be successful. Right, I like that. Okay. So okay, you either gonna talk about it or you gonna be about it. Which one you gonna do? When I hear that quote, honestly, I think about um, a dream deferred. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like you right. either gonna let it, either gonna let it dry up and turn syrupy sweet, or you gonna let it grow. So barbecue or mildew, you either gonna sit on it and it's gonna mildew and it's going like you said, it's going to die. Whatever the situation is, it could be your dreams, it could be your family, it can be any situation you're dealing with, even mentally, emotionally, spiritually. If you sit in it too long and do nothing about it, it's going to rot and it's going to die. Something's going to die. But if you barbecue, what you do is now you're using it. Like I've always understood what barbecue milk. At least that's how I take it. Like if you barbecue, if you, all of us, well, at least I've done this when I was eating meat. If you leave meat in the freezer too long or leave meat out too long, what is it going to do? It's going to rot. It's going to mildew. It's going to spoil. But if you throw that thing on the grill, you used it for something, and now it creates some type of substance for you mm-hmm. that you could put into your body, and it helps. It goes to some part of your body and helps build your body and help your body regenerate. So you're either going to sit in whatever shit you in 
and oh, oh, it's me and all my problems. Or you just going to take it and be like, all right, I can grow from this. I can learn from this and I can push through this. Right. I got you. Most definitely. Right. Being that we all come from a different perspective, Noble, you really took lemons. And my brother, you made lemonade. What is it that you're going to impute into your beautiful, wonderful daughter? What is it that you learn from not having a father that you want to change and impute into your, into your daughters? Uh, I mean, don't get caught up, you know? Uh, it's, it's just that simple. I mean, the last thing you want to do is uh, deal with someone that uh, doesn't even have the slightest chance of, of understanding what type of person you're trying to be or become. Um, as a man, if you see a good representation of me, because I'm going to give you my best, then it's best that you match that. If not, do better. Uh, what I want to instill is, you know, always find someone that loves you for who you are. Find someone that's loyal to you just as much as you're loyal to them. Find a sense of trust. I know it's hard to trust people nowadays, but unfortunately, you have to trust somebody. I mean, that's just the truth. So, I mean, you just have to weave out the ones that, that, that are destructive and you have to weave out the ones that will benefit your life. Understand what uh, seasonal people are and understand what uh, people with value are, you know? And I think as long as I'm on my personal path and they're watching me and they're paying attention to my moves and my influences in their lives and, you know, possibly other people's lives, then it's going to mold them in a way. And it may not mold them in a conscious way where they're always aware that it's happening, but subliminally it's happening. So I always want to put my best foot forward when it comes to my girls. Um, girls are far more like, uh, like CJ said, I mean, they're emotional, you know? So emotions are easier, easily more attached to physical problems if we're not careful. Uh, I don't need a damaged daughter going to a damaged man and creating damage. I don't, because I've done that. I was a damaged man, went to a damaged woman and created destruction. And it mm. caused me further pain and it caused her further pain and we hurt each other in the process. I don't need that for my girls. So, and I'm just blessed that they, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time because they weren't living with me, but I'm glad they weren't, you know, to see all those those impurities that their father went through. So I always want them to see the best of me. I'm not saying their dad doesn't have flaws. I have flaws. Every man and woman does. But I don't want particular notions and, 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 and responses and emotions to come out and, and be a part of them and embed them in the near future. I need them to be solid on their, on their truth. I need them solid on their understanding of life and what they want out of life. And I need them firm when they fail, they know how to pick their asses back up and keep it pushing. I don't need them to understand a man has to be there. He needs to be an extension of you, not uh, not just you. 
Like he's not here to take care of you. You're here to take care of yourself and benefit from him as well as he's benefiting from you. That's what I need. I need a partnership. You know what I'm saying? So as long as they understand that they're not weak-minded when they get older, then I'm cool. I'm about to cry. <laughs> that's deep, man. That's some that's some poetry. Nope, that's like some push. Yeah, yeah. Nope, got the feels tonight. Yeah, so hey, that's some Laura Hill. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Education, Miss Education. Oh, Lamar Noble. That was a battle. <laughs> yo, before we close it out, CJ, yo, what is it that you learned from your father? the people the father figures that you had in your life for your father that you want to impute in your future kids my brother be honest with you see it through man like he taught me see everything through stuff is gonna happen in life yeah and that's not that's not an excuse to not see it through like you i can remember um it was i want to say it was first grade or second grade and I was like, Dad, the kids make fun of me, and I'm, I'm, I'm chubby, and they picking on me. And you would think, you telling my father this, he's going to be like, it's going to be all right, son. Um, don't worry about them kids, whatever. He, he said none of that. What he said was, okay, you don't like it, right? I said, no, then do something about it. Mm. So that's always been my thing. That stuck with me. Do something about it. If you don't like something, you don't like where you're at, make steps to change it. And I've always done that. Like, most recent time I've applied that was, I felt like I was just getting too heavy and too out of shape. And I found myself complaining about it. And I was like, maybe just do something about it. Right. Don't, don't, don't complain about it. That, he taught me, he was more spiritual than religious. And when folks say that, I hate because they'll never explain it. He believed in the law of like uni the universe. Like what you put out there is going to come back to you. So if you put out good, it's going to come back to you tenfold. If you put out bad, that's going to come back to you too. Right. So be careful how you treat people and what you put out there. And never just sit in something thinking you have no no choice in it like oh this is just it is what it is and when i when i have kids i want them to know that truth like i want them to live in a truth live who be who you're going to be i don't care who you choose to love what career you choose to go into how you choose to live your life but live it and hold on to those same principles my father gave me which is live your truth and just do right by people and work hard. Like, right. I need my kids to know that. Like, I need them to know that. Your goal is to be better than me. It doesn't have to necessarily mean be better than me in everything that I do. But just be better in any aspect you can of me. Like, I genuinely believe I'm better than my father. I tell my sisters that, and they're like, eh? Like, in certain aspects, <laughs> I like he wasn't the greatest husband in the world. 
And it took one failed marriage to be like, oh, I can see why. I can see how you can feel like marriage. Okay, facts. you know what? I could be, I could be, I could be better than this. <laughs> yeah, he said facts, facts. So I could be better. <laughs> shit. I mean, shoot. No, you're I right. Could be, <laughs> I could be way better than what I'm being, and these things I might not be great at. That he was great at. He was a one. He was the greatest father I, I probably ever know. And even me being ten percent of that would be amazing. But I, I need my kids to be better than me, and just have principles of just hard working and just pushing through, and not just settling and sitting in your situation. Yeah. Like that's that's what I need my kids to know, and to know that always love like. However you feel, wherever you're at, you can always talk to me. You can talk to your mom. You can know I'm always be there for you. Right. Most definitely. Yo, listen, CJ, you have no idea. I think uh, I forgot when Noah called me, but we talked sometime earlier, either this week or last week, and we were talking finances, and Noah said, yeah, we're going to see it through. So you have no idea. You said see it through. Hey, I, that's the next. That's the next. That's the next show, yo. See it through. Now before we close out, yeah, for sure. Before we close out the show, I wanted to go around the block, and I just want to ask each one of you, what is it that you pull from this episode? <laughs> you want to go first, Rob? You said what is oh, it I'm you sorry, pull I'm from this episode? Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll come back. All right, no, you, you start off. You start off. Oh, my bad. No, I, I was. No, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. Go ahead, start off, play. No, nah, I wouldn't do it. I don't know. No, what? Um, <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, right, well, I meant to put it on mute. My bad. I, I don't know. I wanted some ideas, I guess. Okay. What I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll go first. Oh, you okay. Okay. Um, Noble said earlier in in the show, he said he was seeking out therapy, and he he said something that really hit home for me. He said, "Please take the time in order to heal, in order to change your future." Man, that was deep. That was really deep. I, I, I that's what I pulled from this episode. In order for me to be a better I person, I to be a man, you be dropping gems. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know it. But in order for me to be to be a to my like my 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 thing is every day I, I wake up and, and, and try to be the better person than I was the day before. But in order to do that, you gotta change your past in order to you know what I'm saying, change your future. So that's what I pulled from this episode. Okay. All right, so All what right. you pull, Rob? What's up? All right, I think I'm ready then. <laughs> 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 no, um, Basically, the stigma, you know, of the the uh, the black man, you know, and the, the young black man uh, being, if like you said, his dads and his fathers. I think, you know, y'all exemplify and y'all, um, y'all, yeah, y'all are the opposite of what. You know what they say, product of the environment is. Over respectfully, you know, having that void in your life, and can you know, um, having your life, y'all let they let them those moments define you, and you know, 
y'all are, like I said, uh, perfect examples of, you know, leveling up, you know what I mean? Not letting that, and to everybody, you know, um, you know, y'all, y'all didn't fall into that stigma. Right. And, um, you know, and the odds, the statistics and all that, that you know, um, they didn't favor y'all. CJ, what you got, my brother? I know you got some. All right. Before CJ start, before CJ start, I appreciate how you rhymed there, Rob. Like you had the hand gestures and everything. Like, <laughs> like before the sun rises. Hey, that's the Philly. That's the Philly in That's the Philly in Philly, Philly. That's that boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Like you hear in a rap that's battle. That's that fruit ninja. Learn from fruit ninja. Hey, CJ. Hey, CJ. Hey, CJ. Little Phil gonna come out like this. <laughs> yeah, little Phil gonna come out. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Go ahead, CJ. Uh, what I pulled from this up from this this episode is, um, because me and Rob right now on the other end of the spectrum, but we we've had our fathers, but we aren't fathers yet. So just to hear y'all's story and understanding, because for the most part, y'all walk around and it doesn't seem like anything bothers bothers you all or y'all go through anything, and I'm realizing that. As black men, we go through a lot as it is, period. But as a black father, that's there's another level of issues you deal with, uh, concerns you have, work, levels of worries. You might not worry about yourself, but you worry about your children. Right. And I've picked up and gotten from this episode how your children, y'all might realize and y'all might not, how your children have been a driving force for you all. And oh, our children for a man can be a driving force for you because you're like, okay, there's one thing to live for myself. And there's another thing for me to understand that there's this little version of me looking up to me, not just to pay bills and feed them and clothe them, but to also give them the tools necessary to get through life. And how vitally important that is. Because if you weren't in your daughter's life, how how well adjusted would they be right now? How far along would they be, or would they would they be hindered because of they don't have their father? And there's a whole another level of concern and that responsibility that y'all shoulder every day. That be honest with you can be 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 crushing if you are not prepared to handle that and to see that y'all are and y'all shoulder that. One, I commend that and love that, and that is real, man. Like y'all have a whole nother set of just responsibilities and issues that y'all just it's it might not be it might not be seamless, but it looks seamless, and y'all handle it with grace and 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 regulars. Yeah, right. Well said. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I guess it's my turn, huh? Uh, so one thing that I have definitely learned is that, uh, throughout this whole, this lesson, if you will, um, is that being a father is difficult. It's a difficult task. Um, 
is just as important as being a mom. Uh, it's just as serious as uh, being that guiding force when it comes to going into your level of maturity. Um, there's so much guidance that's needed uh, when you're a man trying to teach a woman how to understand that you have to build a tolerance for this world. Uh, it's complicated, if you will. Um, for those that don't have kids, it's a blessing um, to, to actually experience, you know, a life without children. But when you start, you know, when you first have your first seed and you witness those eyes open up, it's powerful, potent, and dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, bro. Because now, yeah, you're no longer looking out for yourself. You're looking out for someone else. And to, to, to experience that, uh, to not no longer worry about yourself and have to concern yourself about someone else's life versus yours is hard sometimes. It can be very complicated because you may be put in circumstances where you may not have food the next day, money might not be right, something's going terribly wrong. And you're no longer thinking about you. You're like, dang, how's my kid going? You know what I'm saying? I no longer think about me. I, I no longer do. I don't remember the last time I said, what am I going to do? I always say, what am I going to do for my children? <laughs> I always say that. And I'm like, what are the kids going to have? What are they going to do? What's the next step? They always want something. I need to give it to them. Being a father is hard work. It's hard work when people don't see it. It's hard work when people see it. I don't talk about it a lot. I'm sure Cam don't talk about it a lot. But believe it or not, it's hard, especially when you start garnering kids, <laughs> you start getting more kids, you know, so it's a task that I enjoy. I do enjoy it because as long as my kids are happy, it, it allows me to wake up because there have been chances where I'd be like, I don't feel like getting up. And, you know, when they when they call me or when they uh, run into my doorstep, and they're telling me, you know, Dad, let's do this, let's do that. And I see their faces light up. And this ain't no, no, no sob story and nothing's fake. This is real for me. It gives me energy. It brings life into me. Because you never know if it's my kid's last day on this earth. You never know if it's going to be my last day on this earth. So any moment that you realize that you are a dad, it's important to wake up and value what you have in front of you. And that's just your children and yourself and everything that you take care of. That's it. That's what I learned. From before we end, hey Rob, was that was that the queen, the missus? Yes, you saw in the background. Yeah, hey. tell tell them to come to the camera. Tell them to come hey. to the camera. I saw a snippet. <laughs> I saw a taste. <laughs> what, what was she? What was she... <laughs> uh, she's hey, in the hey, past too, but. She... She's on the pass too, but she said what's happening. She had a what's PJ. Happening? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, okay, then. Okay. I thought uh, CJ, I thought she's you said hello. Be, I thought she said hello. She's trying to be incognito, but yeah. No, we we seen you. We seen you. We seen you for a half a million. 
We seen you for second. It's all good. But it's all good, y'all. I just wanted to put that nugget into your souls, just like y'all been instilling in me. So uh, can't wait till you two have kids. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm around. I'm around. Just call your boy. I will come to the aid if necessary. I'm I am. As long as my hoopty is riding strong, I got you. Yeah, because I'm going to be calling like, I'm going to be calling like, she won't, they won't stop crying. Yeah. Oh, my right. God. What do hey, I do? It's a solution to that. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I put them in the car. I'll tell you that right now. I'll let it ride hey, around. Look, they'll be, they'll be asleep in five minutes. Yes, they will. Dead serious. Mm, I didn't throw that window like there. Y'all, got a little breeze hitting on them like this. Little breeze hitting yeah. on them. Look, that do work now. It do work. It does. It does. Car rides are therapeutic. Especially smooth riding cars. I agree. Dude, it's therapeutic for everybody. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Am I Helen? Yo, catch us next Wednesday, 8 o'clock, for another drop. Yo, click the link. It's going to be on YouTube, Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook. LinkedIn. We live, baby. Live. We lit. We live.